It's MKE in the Morning with Mel and Joe on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com. MK in the morning with Mel and Joe on the new 1017 The Truth. And here to help us pump, pump the jam, we got Marcus Johnson, actor, NBA legend, Bucks legend, Bucks color analyst. He's going to talk with us on his thoughts on game four of the NBA finals tonight. Good morning, Marcus. How are you doing this morning? Pump up the jam. Okay. That sounds like me, don't it? <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> about, about about forty years ago, but no, I'm doing I'm doing I'm doing wonderful, Mel. Um, just uh, excited to to be here to be with you this morning. Uh, you and uh, Joe and DZ and the whole crew. And uh, you know, it's, it's just uh, electric in the city of Milwaukee. And I don't mean to ramble, but hey, you know how I do it. You get me started; it's hard. It's hard to turn me off. But <laughs> but ABC viewership is up fifty percent. Let's go! You know, for all, so for all those naysayers that, that think you need to have the Lakers and and Miami or whomever coming out of the East, New York or Philly, hey, the Bucks coming out the East, Suns coming out the West, viewership up fifty percent. That's crazy in terms of the. The, 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 the popularity uh, that this, this series is generating around the country and around the world, really. So it's an exciting time to be uh, part of this Milwaukee Buck organization for sure. Oh, my gosh. Tell me about it, Marcus. Yes, that just geeked us up in studio. So game three, it, w- it was quite a show, you know, from the Bucks, And we expect nothing less, especially with them being on their own home court. I just want to dive in right away into your thoughts on tonight's game, especially following up on that performance that we had. I mean, we were able to win by 20. You know, we got DeAndre Aiden into foul trouble in the second quarter. You know, we held Devin Booker to 10 points. And there are a lot of other things, such as Giannis going back to back with 40 plus games. What are your thoughts, though, you know, after Game 3? Is that same confidence going to carry over, in your opinion? Or is it going to be more of a dogfight? I'm just curious what you're thinking initially after seeing Game 3. Well, I mean, you know, so what I like to say is that you, you can't get full today on yesterday's pancakes. And so for the mm. Bucks, um, they've got to come out and not rely on the same energy and effort that they displayed in Game 3, which was which was incredible and remarkable and just a high level. But, you know, Phoenix, you know what I mean? They want to come. They want to leave here. If they get a split leaving Milwaukee, they go back home, uh, game five, up 3-1. So that's so they're going to come out uh, with a dogfight mentality. Now, a little scoop. I mean, I talked to some people. I won't divulge their names, but uh, they're telling me that the Bucks are, are as healthy as they've been in a long time in terms of just getting over little nicks and bruises at the playoffs in a long season brings about. So this team is really uh, feeling good right now health-wise, and that's Giannis included, and everybody else that was dealing with some minor stuff, nagging stuff that happens as, a, as, as an athlete during the course of the season. 
So that so that's a good positive. But you know, Phoenix is probably going to not allow Giannis to go thirteen for thirteen from the restricted area, not get twenty eight points in the paint. Uh, you know, which was a, a postseason high for him. I think it tied his uh, postseason high. I think he had that against Atlanta in game one. But so, you know, they're going to make a concerted effort to try and keep him from getting into the paint, getting to the basket. So that means that means that outside shooting, we're going to need, uh, you know, Bobby Portis, Brent Forbes, some of these role players whose role is to knock down jumpers, Pat Connaughton, uh, even Brooke Lopez, I mean, they're going to have to knock down some outside shots. If I'm Monty Williams, I'm like, beat me from the outside. You're not going to beat me with Giannis just, you know, bend, bending the rim on a consistent basis. Eight the great. You know what? I got to ask you a question, man. This is the 2021 NBA Finals right here in our city. To you, how huge is this, and what does this mean for the city as a collective? What does this mean for the city of Milwaukee? Well, you know, you know, it's just, it's just great, man. And for our city, especially um, with everything that's gone on, with the social justice issues, with the pandemic, um, you know, and with the and with the Jacob Blake situation happening right down the street in Racine, and I'm not getting into whether or not it's justified or unjustified, but it was just, you know, last year was just so much crazy stuff going on. Yeah. And uh, for for this to to, to 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 transpire over this period of time the way it has for the Bucks to finally kind of reach the, the fullness of their potential. You know, we, we thought we were headed to the finals two years ago, up 2-0 on Toronto, and then, you know, got to Toronto and everything kind of fell apart and lost four straight. I mean, how, how embarrassing is that? Last year down on the bubble. I, I didn't think this team was bubble, bubble tough enough uh, because it's like a big AAU tournament. Everybody's talking about each other, t- talking trash to each other, telling Giannis he can't shoot, you know, James Harden. T- you know, so it was just a different, different – you know, you know what I mean? It was just a different level of pressure down at that bubble. And, and this team, after boycotting game five against the Magic in the playoffs in response to that Jacob Blake shooting, I mean, that the whole world was watching them. The spotlight was on. And these guys are not spotlight-type guys. This is Milwaukee. You know what I'm saying? And so now for this to happen this season, and the way it happened, I mean, two, down 2-0 to the Brooklyn Nets and, and, and KD and, and Harden and Tyree and that whole crew, and to be able to, to pull out that series in, a, in a, just a thrilling game. I mean, this has been just a storybook kind of a year. And I, you know, and, and, and I think it's going to continue. It's not over with yet. The final chapter has not been written. And uh, I'm just excited for the city, excited for the team and the organization. It's one thing as an organization seven years ago, if you're Wes Eaton and, and uh, Jamie Dynan and Mark Lazary, Peter Fagan, the president, to say that, you know, we want to win a championship. It's another thing seven years later to have that dream come to fruition and be right on the precipice of accomplishing that, uh, that lofty goal. And uh, here we are. Here we sit. And it's, uh, it's, it, it, it's, it's so exciting for everybody concerned. Let's go. Marcus Johnson, oh, you got the heartbeat. I got to check my heart rate. You got to take my blood pressure. Hold on. Yeah. If you're just joining us, man, we're talking to Marcus Johnson, NBA legend, got his number in the rafters. UCLA legend, got his number in the rafters. Bucks color analyst, he's out here. You already know, Milwaukee legend, Marcus Johnson. We appreciate you joining us. I got another question for you, man. Fan presence. Fan presence. How important is this fan presence? People at the Deer District, people in the area, like where where is your head at with what we need to be as where we need and how loud what do we need to do as fans? I can't even talk. What do we gotta do? Tell me, Marcus, tell uh, you me. Know it. I, I mean, you know it and, and I mean it, 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 it's it's organic. You know what I mean? It's like I can't 
try and, and prescribe what needs to happen. It's happening right before our very eyes. It's unfolding right before our very eyes. Just the excitement. You got 30, 35,000 people in the Deer District. You got the fans inside. I mean, I was at that game Sunday uh, with my sons. And I mean, my sons, you know, Los Angeles raised and born and bred. Uh, Chris, the mid 40s, Josiah, almost 40. Uh, Josiah is like the king of NBA Twitter, by the way, but Josiah, uh, at, at King Josiah, uh, 54, check him out sometimes. But anyway, I mean, they, they get, they're, they're just amazed at the level of fan engagement and how hyped the fans are. But not only that, just how connected a lot of the fans are to the, to the traditions of this Milwaukee Buck teams going back to when I played and how, you know, just how much love we, we get all over the place, everywhere they've been with me. It's just like love, love, love. Um, you know, and so, they, 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 so so for the fans, they've got to continue to support this team the way they have. And, and I, I, you know, I, I know and feel very confident that uh, this place is going to – they're going to blow the roof off of five-star form tonight. And, and trust me, the players need that. They need that energy. You see how well Drew Holiday shot the ball – in the, in, in the third quarter, how well Chris Middleton bounced back in that first half at 15 points. Giannis, he feeds, these guys feed Bobby Portis, you know, crazy eyes. You know, he gets going, and then when the fans <laughs> start, start doing the, starts flexing. I'm just, you know, bring, everybody plays better. That, that's why that home court advantage is so, so special. And the fans here um, are just so appreciative of, of the being able to be in this national, this international spotlight. And so far, man, they've done a great job representing themselves, representing the city. Marcus, I have to ask you, and you guys were speaking with Marcus Johnson, Bucks legend, Bucks color analyst. What's been your favorite part of this whole playoff journey for us? I mean, it truly has been history in the making. Obviously, you've been there with us from day one at the start of this very unprecedented season. We didn't even know if the season was going to happen. The fact that it did was just incredible. The fact that they got things going so quick. It was a quick turnaround. And our theme of the entire season has been history in the making, which I think is pretty cool, all things considered, with us being in the NBA Finals now in the middle of July. So what's been your favorite part of the playoff journey that we've been on? Well, I think, uh, Mel, it's just been um, the – malleability of the, the, the flexibility of the coaching staff, uh, the, the, the learning from the past. You know what I mean? If you don't learn from the past, you're doing to repeat it. And so uh, Coach Bud has been a lot more flexible flexible in his defensive approach uh, to see the guys that John Horst has brought in uh, fulfill the roles that uh, he had envisioned vision for them, Bobby Portis, Brent Forbes, guys like that. Uh, to watch these holdover guys in Chris and Giannis and Brooke Lopez and Pat Connaughton um, just grow from the past two years of disappointment. And so, like I said, against Toronto, we thought we were there. We thought we had it made. The, the bench was giving themselves nicknames, printing up, printing up T-shirts. The families were flying to Toronto. You know, all kind of stuff was going on that, that wasn't conducive to a team that hadn't really done anything yet. They were, they were on their way, but they hadn't done it yet. And then the disappointment of last year, and like you talked about that turnaround, the quickest turnaround in sports history, 72-game season, compressed schedule, uh, not a whole lot of practice time, a lot of adversity. Lot, and then you look around the league, all the injuries that have happened because guys just could not stand that heat, man. It's a lot of games in a short amount of time. Bodies are breaking down right and left. But here, here the Bucks are standing strong, uh, standing whole, and are competing for an NBA championship. So, 
uh, just much like the bubble last year. There's no asterisk behind this thing it, it, uh, you know, in terms of just being able to withstand everything that has been thrown at you. If you're still standing Phoenix and, and, and the Bucks right now, you've accomplished a lot. So that's been my favorite thing, just watching this team kind of fight through some stuff all season long. Everybody fought through, but here we are. We, you know, and, and, and let me say this. I mean, you, you got some guys on the national level, Kendrick Perkins, Charles Barkley, talking about how dumb this team is and this is the dumbest team. That, you know, my thing is this. You know, there's a lot of smarter teams in Cancun watching us in the finals right now. Ooh. We're that dumb. You know what I mean? There's a whole lot of brilliant teams on the, on, 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 the, on the shores of ponds in France or wherever they vacation now. Go fishing. Watching us. Yeah, go on fishing. <laughs> fishing. Exactly. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of guys fishing right now. Really smart, really smart players and coaches who are watching us in the NBA Finals. So how dumb can you be to be in this position that you're in right now? That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about right there. And I got us getting a big dub tonight. I don't care how we get it. It might be an ugly game. might be a big game. might be a big win. I don't care. I like how the Bucks have the mentality of one game at a time. That was cool. We just won. But let's get another one. Let's get another one. They're steady focusing not too far ahead, but just on that one game. That one, one game at a time. And to me, Marcus, it seemed like. The Phoenix Suns were kind of trying to, you know, they were getting their ring sized already, you know, after that Western Conference Finals, especially after those speeches I seen after they won. I know they were excited and all that, but it sounded like they were all they already won the finals. Yeah, and then so I was down in Phoenix with my family for Game One. It's all this, you know, uh, Suns and four, Suns and you know, we got busted six, and now they've got this whole Suns and four. Which is really, when you think about it, I mean that's that's a, that's a, you know that's kind of a little bit over the top in terms of just being too complacent and just way too confident for an NBA Finals type of, of a situation. We all knew that the Bucks were not going to get swept by this team, even after they got down to love. Um, but that being said, I mean, it, it, Monty Williams has done a great job. CP3, 16 years, uh, never never ever played in the finals before. Uh, I think second most games behind Kevin Willis for a guy that's been in the league that never played in the finals. Uh, Devin Booker, a budding young star that, that's really coming to his own. So I give I give them uh, DeAndre Ayton is, is, a, is a headache. And Mel mentioned him at, at the outset. He got in foul trouble and, and uh, the interior defense just went kaput for the for the Suns. Jay Crowder, our boy from Mark Marquette, you know he out there cleaning like a peacock. He's a guy you you, you hate to you hate to play against because of the way he his whole antics and his whole thing, but. But you really respect him as a player just for his toughness and, and what he brings to the table. So give him a lot of respect, a lot of credit. But I, I've never felt that this was a better basketball team than us. I just thought, you know, we got Giannis. We got a two-time MVP. We got Chris Middleton, two-time All-Star. Mm-hmm. And then we solidified it. We solidified it with Drew Holiday. That pickup. And so, so Drew, overall, okay, yeah, maybe shooting-wise, he's been uh, uh, below par. Maybe way below par in terms of what, what we expected. But at the same time, he averaged 22 with 10 assists against Atlanta. He had the huge uh, third quarter the other night with four three-pointers that helped, our, helped us sustain that momentum. And he's, he's, he's pushing Chris Paul to the brink. You've got to make Chris Paul work 94 feet. You've got to put him in pick and rolls every possession, every chance you get, and just see if his body can hold up, you know. Mm-hmm. See if his body can hold up under all that stress. And Drew Holiday has done that more. So, uh, you know, I don't even know what the question was, but hey. <laughs> I think I, I asked you. No, nah, keep talking, Marcus. Keep talking, man. Let's go. You got me fired up. 
Yeah, we all fired up. PJ Tucker. That I, I mentioned PJ. He, you know, he, he started out on Devin Booker. You, you can't tell me he didn't get into Devin Booker's head with this with this aggressive style of play. He denied him the basketball, and what he did was broke his rhythm. So I don't expect Devin Booker to struggle like that tonight. He'll have a you know he'll have a, a bounce back game or whatever. But as long as we keep the Mikael Bridges's, uh, Cam Johnson, this young player out of North Carolina that I love, keep keep these guys you know relatively uh, in check. Uh, we'll be okay. We can withstand a Booker 30-point game, a CP3 playing great, uh, as long as we do our thing at the offensive end and keep uh, the role players from Phoenix from really busting out and uh, dropping a dub on us uh, like they did, I think, in game one or whatever it was. You guys, if you're just now tuning in, we're talking to Marcus Johnson, NBA legend and Bucks color analyst um, and actor. Marcus, if you don't mind, we got we got one more question for you. Kind of, we're in our Bucks bag right now, but we want to switch to Arsenal's. We got to go to the car, grab our other gun, and our homie DZ okay. here. We I know we talked about it a little bit briefly last time you were on the show, but he has a special question for you, man. He just has to ask you real quick, man. All right, DZ, can Woody Harrelson actually hoop? <laughs> Uh yeah, yeah. I mean, in a in a in a pickup, you know, park type of a type of a deal. Uh, yeah, he, he's not a bad player. He's okay. got a little bit of a handle. He can he can shoot. Park he can Cooper. Shoot. He, everything is good. Everything's going left. But yeah, but he you know he can shoot. He but, can shoot. And uh, I think I may have shared the story. I don't know if I did, but the first time we I played against him uh, on the movie uh, when we were working out, getting ready for the movie movie prep. Uh, we were we were playing pickup basketball at the, at the Hollywood. Uh, Hollywood YMCA, and so Woody calls uh, just a bad foul. And so I'm like, man, that's a BS foul, man. He's like, what do you mean? Are you impugning my integrity? Are you impugning my integrity? I was like, man, look, first of all, I'm from Crenshaw. I don't know what impugn means. <laughs> and then number two, it was a bull crap foul. He just started laughing, and we kind of bothered from that point on. So we took the trash talking. Uh, we took it literally. That was what the movie was about. But we, we, you know, it, but it was just you know, it was playground basketball all the way. But yeah, he's a decent basketball player for sure. Man, Marcus Johnson, thank you so much for being on the show, man. We really appreciate you. Oh, anything, anything for y'all, man. Thank you for having me. And uh, hey, let's go, Bucks. Let's get this done and and, and you know, keep this momentum moving forward the way it has pretty much all season long, man. It's been an exciting time to to be uh, to be in Wisconsin to be in Milwaukee. Go, Bucks! Couldn't agree more, Marcus. Yes, Thank sir. you so much. Yes. We'll see you tonight. Yeah, right, Thank you anytime. See you tonight. All right. All right. All right, y'all. That was Marcus Johnson, Bucks legend. Let's Appreciate go. him always Let's calling go. in. We'll be back at MK in the morning with Mel and Joe. More of MKE in the morning with Mel and Joe is next on 1017 The Truth, The Truth app, and 1017thetruth.com.